Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sports. <laughs> Media entertainment. The whole world, look around, look around you. Look at this. We created this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to The Same Combo, the podcast where we talk everything sports, anime, media, and entertainment. It's your boy, Skinny, Carlo, and Bomba. And today, we will be sharing with you guys our all-time starting five in the NBA. But before we get to that, I wanted y'all to react to this small video real quick. Carlo, if you may. That's you. I saw this. You can actually pause it right there, Carlo. So that's really, it's really just the first clip I wanted to show y'all. And Kenny, Kenny said he's seen it. I saw that about seven, seven days ago, I was saying on Twitter. And it was a video that started a lot of backlash. I know it wasn't very audible, but one of the commentators was asking if that was like a a baseball ritual. And this happened at a, uh, you know, one of the little leagues, little minor leagues baseball that they have. I just want to start by getting y'all reaction to that. I, how, how, how that made you feel? And really your thoughts, what went through your mind as you've seen that clip? I mean, as far as like, you said somebody said it was a baseball ritual, correct? Um, That's what the, the commentator was just asking that question. It's like, what is this? Is this like okay? A- yeah, I was about to say, ain't no baseball ritual I've ever seen. Again, I've never been in a position where I played little league, uh, World Series baseball, but I've played, uh, you know, high school baseball. Uh, for a number of years, and that's never any type of ritual that I've ever heard of, you know. And so, I mean, when I first saw that, like, I just – my first thought was why? Like, why? Where's the coach? Where's the where's the first base coach? Where's the where's the equipment coach? Like, like there are people – there are adults in this dugout allowing this to happen to this, to this kid. And – 
to my knowledge, from what I see in the video, he is the only black kid on that team. And so that's what I'm saying. So it's just like, and as you can see, he's not enjoying what's going on at all. And so I just, it, it's baffling. It's baffling. Now, the kids, you know, there there could have been no racist intent in the in the kid's head. But at the same time, we all know what that looks like. As adults, y'all know what that looks like. So it's just, it's just again, like, why? Like, why is this happening? Why is this allowed to go on? And, you know, I just, it's, it's, it's sick. Any of your thoughts on that? Man, if I was the parent of that child, every adult in the dugout is going to see me in the park a lot. I want ones with each one of you, one at a time. I I don't know, but I was infuriated when I saw that. Like, if I'm, if I'm that person's parent, that, that kid's parent, I need my money back, and my kid is off that team, we'll find another team. Instantly. I need all my money. Because some teams are expensive, like hella expensive, the travel and all that stuff. And run me my money back. I'm not going to none of that. Instantly. But, yeah, bro. It's crazy. That video was heavy. It, it was really hard to watch. And then, especially seeing that kid's face. And like I said, it's not very audible there. But the commentators was making light of it, I feel like. Because it's two adults that are seeing this on screen. And instead of pointing it out, y'all trying to, like, diminish the gravity of the, of the situation. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I just realized something. For the people who are listening to us on podcast, they're not going to know what we're talking about. So you want right. to like, describe what we just saw? Yeah, so we were watching the video of uh, minor league baseball team, we'll say. So it's little, little leagues, really. And it was a black kid, kid that sat down and basically was surrounded by his uh, white teammates. And they proceeded to place cotton in his hair. And uh, like I was saying, I felt like the commentators really did not, could have pointed that out, but did not. And chose to make light of the situation. Like Kenny said, any of those parents in there need to be, you know, you go, you gonna see me if that is my kid. But then again, um, like we see, this is again an issue we see. I feel like when you as a white person, you're sitting down and you're seeing this, but you're choosing to guess everything but what it is, that there is a major part of the issues that we're facing right now. There was another incident that happened at Duke involving uh, the volleyball team. Now, uh, I saw this on Twitter as well, and it was actually the grandmother of the of the player that made this post saying that her, her daughter, who, who was who's the only person of color on that team, was being called the N-word, asked to leave the team, as people were threatening to see her, like, Oh, before she get on the bus. And basically, police had to get involved to protect her. Now, we see a lot of these issues. And before we can even try to tackle solutions and everything, I want to get y'all's story. Because we all play sports at some point in our life, like whether that was at school, high school or college, or even small leagues. And I just wanted to see if y'all have if y'all had any experience uh, facing racism while playing sports. I will say, um, so uh, majority of my high school, I went to an all-black school. And 
uh, I would say when we went to face the teams that were majority white, you would hear things on the field all the time, especially I would say more football than anything. Um, right. You would just hear, you know, people saying nigger, uh, you know, racism, you know, uh, people, when you're on the field, people talk shit. Like, you know that if you play sports, you, that's on the field, that's on the court, that's even baseball or even running track. If you play sports and you are competitive, you're going to talk shit, whether that's friendly shit or you're really trying to get under somebody's skin. But as for far as for me, uh, when I was going to that all black school, the only time I would, you know, encounter racism would be from, you know, the other players that weren't, like I said, when we played majority all white schools, I think the biggest thing that impacted me while I was playing sports. Um, and I think I told, I think I told Kenny this story before, but I transferred to a school called Pickerington North, my, uh, second half of my junior year in high school and played football for them my senior year. Um, it was the second game of my senior year of uh, – it was the second game of my senior year. It was a home game. And the student section, I'm not, I'm not sure how y'all student sections was, but our student sections, they did themes every for every game. And right. so the theme for this game was America Night. And so – um, basically that means that all of the, uh, students came and dressed up in a uh, red, white, and blue color, you know, just for America, basically. Okay. So there were these two kids and I, I knew them very well. There's a white kid named Trent. And yeah, I don't care about saying their names. White kid named Trent and black dude named Milan. Um, the white kid, he painted, he painted former slave owner on his back and then the black kid hold on i'm gonna I'm see if i'm i'm gonna keep telling the story i'm gonna see if i can look it up but his the black kid who was his friend um painted a former slave on his back and so and that went viral like on social media that was your viral. school Say what that was your school i think i saw that like way yeah yeah Ignore football. Hold on. I'm going to try to look it up. Hey, y'all see that? Uh, oh, yeah. This was this was Pickerington North. Uh, my senior year. 2014, September. This is Trent. This is Milan. Former slave owner and former slave. They painted that on the back of their, on their backs for, uh, for America Night. As far as playing now, Pickerington in general has had to go through racial sensitivity training for all of its students for the, for the whole school district. There were time there was a, a a time after that where a kid in the theater room dressed up in a KKK outfit. Like Pickerington has racial issues, but as far as like racism in sports, I feel like that was the biggest thing I've ever had to face. And again, it's not just me. Uh, as an individual, but it's also every black student, every black football player, every black staff, coach, you, that affects everyone. They ended up, the Trent uh, white kid ended up getting suspended for like 10 days. Milan got suspended for three. But when I tell you, like people were waiting for Trent to get back in school, they went to his house. They had to call police to basically on like. Black dude or on a white dude? On the white dude. Basically, like the white wait, dude. Wait, 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 wait. The white dude only got three days. No, the white dude got ten days. Oh. The black dude got three days. 
Okay. And so, but again, like I just with things like that, I just feel like suspension wasn't even enough. No, he had, he should have been expelled for something like that. You know what I mean? So, but as far as like, I guess that that's my story. I don't want to take too much time from Kenny or the, the segment. But yeah, like that's that'd be the most racist thing that I had to encounter. Take as much time as you need to, bro. Cause I I went to all black school my whole life. The first time. So, growing up, I've only ever had a maximum of maybe three or four white kids in my class from kindergarten to senior year of high school. One one of them I've literally known. I went to school from kindergarten to senior year of high school with. So, that that wraps it up for my – but so, racism in sports, the most I've probably experienced is just, like, having referees who ain't going to call you nigger them, but they definitely going to make it very strong. They're not giving you no calls because, like, one thing about Chicago is – it's a great city, but it's one of the most segregated cities in the United States. You can actually Google it. Uh, so we play against the white schools all the time, like the Catholic schools. That's clearly all white boys and stuff. Right. And it'll just be ridiculous stuff, like the ref will call, just complete bullshit calls. And we know what the reason is, because we the the black team from the bad neighborhood. So we get it. Y'all, y'all probably live in this neighborhood. Woo-woo. Probably got kids that went to the school at one point. Y'all probably cool with the people's parents, whatever. Yeah. But it happens. Facts. So fucked up, though. But shit, um, so I got one story for y'all. <laughs> this is about, I would say, the first school I, I went to, I, I went to in the U.S., uh, Arlington Country Day School. It doesn't exist anymore. That's cool. Was this in, was this in Florida? It was in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, this was my senior year. Like, this is the uh, second half of my senior year of high school. That's where I joined that school. And uh, it was a good program, like, basketball-wise. But, like, as far as being a school, it almost didn't exist. Right. And um, basically, I guess they expected us to come here and just basically play basketball and, like, it'll talk about our studies. So they didn't really care about enrolling us into class. I remember um like we were here. I remember getting here like around October twenty ninth and I was out of school for like three months and I'm on a scholarship, a full ride. And we had these Colombians, they're my friends, but they came in and got enrolled like super fast. Like even got to a point where it was like so ridiculous that we we would like even go to school and just sit in class and like, well shit, if y'all not gonna give us this education, we're going to take it by force. But, you know, it didn't make sense. And it was a risk situation. But the whole setup of that school is just basically, they're going to use you, but you're not going to, you not you like, we never felt, we never felt comfortable. I hated America. <laughs> I hated America. I hated Americans, if I can be honest, for like two whole years. And before I, get, I go too far into this uh, story, I had a host family. And like who I met after that, and um, like they were great people. But um, this school, our coach, we had Coach Greg, Jeff, and Casey. I can't remember the last name. Uh, and each of the coach would oversee a house. Now the first house was mainly reserved for the American, and, like all star recruit and shit like that. So like it was well taken care of. The second house. That was for us, like that were recruited from overseas and shit like that. That's the house we're in. It was like, uh, and there's a third house. You didn't want to be in that third house. I was in the second house. 
and just the shit like food, the treatment that she would get, like the people in the fur house, they were Gucci, but of course this mattered and their name mattered. Uh, yeah. So I was just doing that, saying that to set up the situation, but the end of the year gets here. My sister leaves in the U.S., so she is coming um, to pick me up from the school, from the school property. Um, so I'm there, and at the time, me and the school, we're not going, like, it's, it's a lot of issues that happen. Like, I'm not going to graduate from the school, but it's because of shit that happened with them. And at that point, my mentality is just let it slide. You already lost it. Nothing is going to come out of this. So now my sister is coming to pick me up. One of the coaches is there, Coach Casey. He is high as hell. When my sister comes to pick me up, yeah, he is high as hell. She comes to pick me up. She wants to see the coach. Like, what really happened, like, during the school year? Like, what's going on? Like, I really want to talk to him. So she sits down and talks to him, asks him, like, what was going on? He's like, I don't want to ask him. I'm like, well, I'll tell her the conditions. The conditions were that we weren't, even though we had a full ride, we weren't getting food. We weren't, we weren't getting fed properly. Like, I had a friend with me, and at the point, anything we were getting in our stomach, like, a genuine was coming from my parents, and they were giving us money, not knowing that, like, you know, we were surviving off this money. They just thought they were just like, giving you just a little extra money just for you to be okay. Like, we weren't communicating that because you don't want to worry. They're all the way back home. Right. So now, it got to a certain point where, like, you can't really work out anymore properly because you're not getting fed properly. They don't care about your school. So, academy, like, how, how much are you progressing and shit like that? So, it's like school was clearly going to be easy for us because it's like the way it's set up, like, a 12th grade set up back home is almost university level. So, when we came here and they were putting this, like, geometry in front of me, and it was like, well, this is easy, but we weren't getting class. We didn't get the class that we needed. You had me sitting in ESL when I didn't need to learn English. I was already speaking it. So now it's like, well, you can't graduate. You weren't being taken care of properly. We literally, like I said, my whole family, the way they met us, they literally came into the house and they're like, like they were, he was an AAU coach, first of all, the, 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 the guy that hosted us. He came into the house and he's like, these conditions are not proper. Y'all should come and leave with us. Right. And that's literally how that happened. Now, when it comes to my sister asking the coach, she asked him, and he literally was like, ask him. I told the truth. And he's like, don't lie, you little fucker. Now, my sister is protective. So she's like, well, well, you don't need to like insult him or anything. I'm just exactly. trying to talk to you. So he's like, oh, you want to answer? He's like, you want to answer? My family has been swinging instantly. No, he's like, you want to answer? My sister is like, yeah. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, all y'all can get the fuck out. Like, all y'all, and he started calling us like ignorant and shit like that. Like, go back to your country. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call I'm gonna call the cops. He's talking about my sister, man, not me at that point. Now, me, I'm very cool, calm, and collected. But if you get to my family, that gets under my skin easily. So I start to lash out. Now, I'm lashing out. When I lash out, I'll black out. So I'm lashing out. My friend Ibrahim is there. Ibrahim Dubia. And he was the one that I was, like, literally kind of going to be like, yo, be my witness. Because you were here throughout the whole year. 
So my sister had like to count on. So he was the one there like, you don't want to do this because it's going to get you in trouble. Like you're fighting this way, I got you in Florida. And he's a coach. You don't like, you know, we're here, you're, you're here with a visa. It's not anything like, you know, straight. By that point, I didn't care because you already cost me my school year and you're now you're coming at my sister. Right. And my sister at that point I ended up leaving. He ended up calling the police and they told me they followed to come back to the to the school. I would get arrested or something. We started basically, it just ended there. We started a lawsuit. Me along a hell of other kids that they did wrong in the same way, and that's how the school was shut down. That's why the school is not the school got shut down because of that? The school got shut down. He they had hella losses going through towards them. That's but, crazy. In fact, it's, it's, it's hello schools like that in the U.S., and it's hello programs. And um, this going to lead into my next question. Like, when you're seeing all of these issues, whether it be professional, whether it be in Little League, like, what measures could you think of that, that could be put in place to kind of help protect players? And, like, some of these, I will say, high schoolers or college kids that, you know, you really don't have a name or anything to stand in between you and hate. Like, what measures could you think that organizations or schools could put in place to help that? Put in place? It gets real tricky with this type of thing. It's like, even though racism, we all know, is wrong, to an extent, it is legal. So, because First Amendment... Even like police officers, they can if they don't like black people, they can arrest, they can pull you over just because you're black, as long as they have another reason for it as well. Like they, that's why they would be like, I smell I smell weed or I, I can see green shrubbery or leafy stuff on your on your window and then they can do whatever they want. But they could really just be racist and just be saying whatever. Um so all of that's technically legal. Uh, so when it comes to like putting stuff in place, it's, it's, it's really hard. I, I think in the situation such as yours, that was the right option. In a situation such as the kid in the, my, uh, the little league, I think that team, whoever's running it and allowed that to happen, yeah. that team needs to be shut down. Uh, that child, not the thing is, I think it should be shut down, but I don't think. <laughs> As bad as this is, as bad as this sounds, the only person that needs to get their money back for that team is the little boy. Everybody else gets forfeits, whatever they paid, because they were they took part of it. Uh, they took part in it. Uh, that's the only thing I can I can see. Or yeah, that's that's the only way because you can't really sue them. There's no damages. Uh, you do emotional distress, but at the same time, the boy from the video never told the boys to stop. Didn't try to prevent it. So it's just real bad on the legal side for that. I mean, I agree with Kenny. And then, honestly, the only thing I can think of is just harsher punishments and, you know, just incorporating that no tolerance for things like that. Just because, you know, at the end of the day, I just feel like no matter how we progress as a country, um, there's still going to be, you know, those few bad apples, those few instances where it's just like, you know, it, it's, it's something, some things just can't be avoided. And right. I, I firmly believe that, yes, we can make progress, but racism just can't be avoided. You know what I mean? Until it, not even until anything, like, so I just, like, 
I agree with everything Kenny said. And like my only thing to add to that is just a no tolerance for anything. Like the smallest thing, I just, you got to make an example out of somebody. Like for the example, for my case, like Trent got a, a 10 day suspension. No, expelled, like expelled, not only from the school, but from the school district. Like you can't even go to school in his district. Anymore. <laughs> I mean, like you, you gotta, you gotta go. Like that's just, there should be harsher punishments for that. Like I said, that wasn't when I got to Pickerington, that was really the the ultimate culture shock for me. Because like again, I grew up in an all black environment. It wasn't until the second half of my junior year that I was introduced into any majority Caucasian environment. And like I said, I experienced things on the field, on the court, track, baseball, uh I experienced things in the classroom, in the hallways. I had a dude, like, literally my first week and a half there called me a nigga on a bus and asked me what I was going to do about it. And, like, I just, in my head, I'm like, anybody who knows me, I'm like, I'm ready to go on go. But in my head, I also have a conscience to where, like, what is this going to look like? Like, I can be his ass. I can, you know. Uh, defend myself, defend any, whatever I want, but at the same time, what position is that going to put me in? It could put me in a worse position, uh, acting a certain way towards this man because he's calling me a nigga on the bus, so I'm going to just let him act ignorant, And but at the end of the day it's just like, even after uh, I went and told bus driver, and bus driver is like, you need to tell, you know, principal guidance counselors, even after I told him he got a slap on the wrist, that was it, like it should be a no tolerance for shit like that. Like, make make me the superintendent of a school district, bro. I promise you. Nobody's <laughs> kids. Thanks. But yeah, man, just zero tolerance for anything. No, but I think that's everything, though. I think that's that's everything, and that's the source of all solution. Like no tolerance policies. Like don't don't let nothing slide in any uh, shape or form. Like if you're gonna come to me and I'm able to check it, I'm gonna check it. And if I see it, like, or if you feel like you're an ally to, like, you know, to renew it and moving away from the hate, you cannot sit down and then, like, kiki about when somebody's, like, doing shit like this or, like, seeing it and try to diminish it or, like, diffuse it. That's not how it works. It should be no tolerance for it at all and whatsoever. But let's try to move on from the hate because the contrast to it is always the this, the the country the continued success that we strive to deliver, and when you talk about delivering, there's nobody better to mention than one of the goats. She just went into retirement, and that is Selena Williams. Serena Williams. Yeah, no, you know she was retiring. She's retiring at the end of this year. Yeah. Yes, sir. She's going into retirement. What? I just wanted to pay her a quick homage because unfortunately we don't have too much time to go into that. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, we are going to be sharing our all-time starting five. Because I feel like every time we talk about the greatest, a lot of people get overshadowed because they might be the greatest in their position, but they're not the greatest overall. But we're going to try and you know figure that out today by giving y'all all-time starting Five and then y'all get the chance to review those and tell us who has the best. Anyone of y'all want to go first? Or do I have to start it? 
Yeah. All right, Go I'll ahead. start it. Go ahead and start, start it. I got mine in my head. All, All right. Me. So, for my point guard, I'm going to go ahead and get me Magic Johnson. Now, he got hype. And when we're talking about passing, is anybody better think of? So I need me the height. I need me somebody that can dish the ball out and somebody that's still great overall, you know. And in terms of point guard, still to this day, I can't really think of anybody better. I might think of Kyrie maybe as a handler in the score, but point guard, give me Magic Johnson. For my number two, Stephen Curry. Why Stephen Curry? Because anything that he's lacking is height. He can give it to me in pressure. You need to be on that man at all moment. You cannot let him breathe. You cannot let him blink. You cannot let him think. Because that man is like a gun with a finger on the trigger, man, ready to shoot. From outside, like, you got to defend this man from half court. So, like, utilize him as a two. And really, with everything else I have on this team, Steph Curry's key. Now, number three, Kobe Bean Bryant. Come on now. Do I need to explain that? Do I need to explain myself? Do I, I'm not even going to do it. Kobe Bryant, that's it. Number four, LeBron James. Number four. Okay. <laughs> the, go, the best player on this planet. And there is a reason why you don't hear about some other ghosts on this list. It's just my goat, nigga. Number five. Now, this one is a hard one. I'm still debating when I'm going to go with the old. I'm going to go with the new. Because I got Shaq or I got Hugo Giannis Antetokounmpo. At the five? At the five. Yes, tripping. Okay. At the five. Hugo Giannis Antetokounmpo at my five. Okay. Giannis, okay. Can I go? Can I go next? Wait. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Can I go next. Please? Do we have rules like? Are we not allowed to choose the same people, or does that not matter? This is just our personal. Five. Five. You're right. about it. Can I go next, okay. please? Can I go next, please? <laughs> Let's go. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Right. Did you put LeBron at at the four? I'm putting LeBron at the one. I'm starting LeBron at point guard. Hey, that's fair. Uh, for my two, I'm going to go. I feel like Kobe can shoot threes better than Michael Jordan. Ken, there's literally like the four or five people you could choose at a two. Choose one of them, bro. I'm choosing. This man said Dwayne Wade. No, I'm not choosing Dwayne. It's hard because I could pick Steph. I could pick. Matt, I can I'm not Matt, I'm, I can pick Michael Jordan, I can pick Kobe or Steph, and that's what I'm I'm stuck at. Steph's gonna give me shooting, Jordan's gonna give me defense and inside the perimeter scoring, and Kobe's gonna give me all three. But not Kobe's gonna be a jack of all those three. But with bad percentages. I think I'm gonna take Steph. I'm taking Steph at the two. Okay. Well, at the one, Steph at the two. Uh I'm going I'm going Kevin Durant at the three. And then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Tim Duncan at the four. 
and I'm going Shaq at the center. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, I'm going to I'm going to adjust mine a little differently because Kenny literally just stole my start my starting five. Oh wow! Kenny, Kenny literally just stole my starting five because I knew he was thinking the same way. But I'm gonna adjust it just so we can make it interesting. Uh, so, but it's gonna it's still gonna be similar. So LeBron at the one, Steph at the two, and KD at the three. <laughs> you gotta have it. You gotta have it. KD at the three. Four, I'm going to put Giannis. And at the five, I'm going to put Wilt Chamberlain. I knew he was going to pick Wilt. I knew he was going to pick Wilt. So, yeah, I got LeBron. The same the same point guard, shooting guard, and small forward. And then, I, like I said, my only difference is my power forward is going to be Giannis and my starting center is going to be I, Wilt. I just want to point out that when this question was asked, and I said Anthony Davis some years ago, Niggas got down my like niggas tried to kill me for not saying Tim Duncan. But here we have Carlisle doing the same question and now saying Giannis and not Tim Duncan. Or I'm saying Giannis because like at the end of the day, yes, Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time. But have you ever heard of an unstoppable force? That is Giannis Antetokounmpo. That is a fact. With with LeBron at the point guard. He's going to give that man the looks around the rim like crazy. You got spacing with Steph and KD, and KD can also finish. And at his peak, KD was actually a good defensive player. I'm not going to say lockdown like a couple niggas I know, but he was a he was a good, solid defensive player. And then Will Chamberlain, Mom, that man. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, Carlo, but when you edit this video for clips, can you please take that part where Carlo just said, Kevin Durant was a good defender and like added in like a few like a year ago when Carlisle said Kevin Durant was a shitty defender. Yeah. I said no, 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 no. Because when we, I remember, exactly, I remember, remember, Bobby, I remember, remember exactly what we were talking about. Remember? I said recent Kevin Durant was shitty said, on defense. Kevin Durant at his peak was a good, and I, I literally said good, solid. Mom, I please, 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 just I need that. I need that. And then, I like I said, Will, Will Chamberlain at the five, seven foot. That man was actually hella, hella athletic. Um, yeah, I just – and Shaq, Shaq gives him the praise all the time. Shaq is gone, baby. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, says, Shaq always says – he says Will – he says Shaq claims he's the most dominant center. He always says he was the most dominant center, but the best center of all time was Will Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. I think – but Will Chamberlain – I think if Shaq and Will Chamberlain the, like was a matchup, I'm, I'm giving Shaq the advantage because Will Chamberlain was kind of skinny. I would I also I would like the time travel uh back when Wilt was going against Bill Russell in the final. I gotta see what was happening, bro. Yeah, I gotta see what was happening. Somebody like Bill Russell must have been must have been so OD like he was he was light years before his time. We just we gotta figure it out, bro. With hops and he ran like a four four. And then it was an interview. They were both old. This is when they were retired. It was a, there was an interview about how Bill Russell used to come over uh, Will Chamberlain's house, talk about how Bill Russell used to come eat his food and then come kick his ass on the court. How? That's just that's just insanely disrespectful. Oh, really? How? He's four inches shorter than you. Probably got a smaller vert, and he's probably not as fast. How is he beating you? Every time. Every eleven, <laughs> eleven rings. R.I.P.A. Goat. R.I.P. the goat. 
But y'all get the I mean y'all get to now decide who has the best all time starting five. So y'all be sure to let us know in the comment down below. And that's all we had for the sports segment. It's easily. I'll be sure. <laughs> it's easily, Kenny. <laughs> it's easily, Kenny. But go keep going. My fault. It's easily, Kenny. Like I said, Kenny. Well, I guess Kenny got it. Hats off to you, Kenny. That's him, bro. But thank you for tuning in. This was the same combo with the same host. We'll see you guys next week. You gotta have the LeBron Steph KD. You gotta have.